Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about love and hurt and forgiveness and certainly God's mercy for those who have had an abortion in their past. It's a conversation between me, Tim Welsh, Executive Director of Bethesda Healing Ministry, and Joe Welsh, my uh, my wife of a long time. Hello. Three years or something. It's been a long time, dear. 42. 42. Okay. But who's counting? Uh, you apparently are. <laughs> 42 years, so oh many days, and hours. Hours and weeks. So um, this is a conversation yep. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I really love doing this with you, Joe. It's really, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, and it's really helped us as a couple, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, we... We debate a lot in We're the car on the way We're not going to say no on the radio. Well, that's right. No, it really stinks. Um, so today, I think it would be good to to, to dial into um, the issue of denial. Yes. And um, we've talked a lot about it. We have talked a lot about it, and you know the normal um, the norm, normal uh, there's a there's this thing called the Kubler Ross grief grief cycle you know, that a lot of people are familiar with that you you kind of go through denial and then anger and then depression and then bargaining and then you finally get to acceptance mm-hmm. and you and i both in the past oh gosh four years i guess have each lost our fathers right uh, our fathers are have passed away and and as we um as we went through that process you know you do go through this denial thing this this thing where it's like i'm I'm. Uh, I can't believe he's gone. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh gosh, or or I wish he wasn't gone. And there's some sort of confusion about, and even fear about the future, uh, what the future holds without them in our lives. And then you know, you kind of pass through an anger thing. If it's a, if it's usually that's more of a sudden, a sudden death kind of issue. Uh, but there's some anxiety around that. And you know, then you then you go through maybe even some little bit of depression. Uh, you may isolate yourself a little bit. You might sort of uh, go away from the family for a period of time. Uh, then you start to bargain, you know, with God a little bit usually. And then and then finally you think, well, they're gone, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of the acceptance piece. And generally speaking, that's that comes in stages. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little more... I, is it okay if I say linear? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> it's a little more linear and sequential, you know. Um, but with the abortion healing experience and with grief after abortion, it tends to be more circular. That you continue to sort of travel around this circle that 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 you keep coming back to denial, for instance. As, as normally in the Kubler-Ross stuff, it would be the first step but it's not really a step it's more of a you kind of get stuck there you can you can get stuck there yeah in the abortion experience you can get stuck in denial and but you you kind of are always there sort of you know i mean it i mean it's a varying i guess i guess maybe the point yeah the the point is that that some days you're really in it (laughs) right or some years right or and then some days it's like it's it's simply I I can't believe I did that but then it's followed by yeah but I did right 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 and I think that's that's the key the key point to uh, to this you and I heard a woman say that 
denial works for you until it works against you. Yes. Remember, remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And that's a really deep point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, denial is a God-given gift to per- kind of protect us from, you know, emotional pain. So there is a good reason for denial. But when you stay there, you know, you, you don't want to cope with whatever harsh thing you're, you've done or the reality of something. Then when you stay there for a long time, it um, kind of, you develop habits or patterns to deal with it. And um, I think that most, not most, but, you know, a lot of women who um, have had an abortion experience and don't kind of deal with the with the whole thing, the, they're in denial. And when they are in denial for a long time, for me it was 34 years, that, you know, it affects, um, it just affects you profoundly, really. I mean, you're, you kind of are in that, I mean, one of my techniques, if you will, I know that's not a great word, but it was avoidance. So in, a, in, in, in the manual that we go through, avoidance is one of those kind of techniques, if you will, that, that women use to just make it through life, right? We avoid. We avoid thinking about it. And some women, when they start to confront their experience and kind of work through it, they don't remember aspects. There are aspects of my abortion experience I don't remember because I have closed off my mind to that thought. But there are some that over time they've been revealed to me that, you know, okay, I'm ready. I can, I can handle this now. I can um, look at myself, look at um, kind of who I was, and, and this happened, and I need to take responsibility for it and kind of work through it. So what did you avoid? I avoided friends, um, really deep relationships with people. Um, I, um, I, I, maybe just my past, my, you know, friends from maybe high school or um, I I just avoided things that might um, well I guess maybe certain behaviors is is what I was going to say like um, I didn't want anyone to make a judgment of me or I guess we've talked about this where you know what I think they thought of me is different than what they thought of me or if they even thought of me. <laughs> Do yeah. people even remember me? Yeah. But I have built up, I had built up in my head what I thought people thought of me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and let me just uh, this may seem a little a little strange, but you know, sometimes we when we get dressed in the morning, we forget to do things, you know, like maybe we don't button things up like we should or zip our zippers or something like that as a man. <laughs> and you can walk around all morning with your zipper unzipped with you. You don't even know it. And right. then when you finally realize it and 
correct that situation. <laughs> this is a lot like my experience. Well, so. when you finally, <laughs> when you finally correct that experience and and figure it out, the, your immediate thinking is, "Gosh, I wonder how many people saw that." Right. Right. And when probably nobody did. Right. right? And and you just you walk around all paranoid because you're thinking, "Oh, the, you know, they're thinking there's that guy that walked around with the zipper down all day." Right. Right. But that's really not the case. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, so to what you're saying is that. <laughs> Is that, you know, you think that, oh, gosh, everybody knows about this or that or the other thing in me, when in fact nobody really cares. Right. I mean, nobody is even looking at you like that. Right. You know. And they, no, some people they, don't even know I exist. That's right. And <laughs> you don't even, I mean, you're a very strong and confident and joyful woman, and that's what they see. Right. They're not thinking about what I did in high school? I don't think they are. <laughs> I mean, God okay, help me if people I'll... are thinking about what I did in high school. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, we, we, but we carry those things with us all the way through sure we do. life. You yes. Know? And, yes. And, and I think that's, I know that's a weird example about, you know, the <laughs> zipper and all that, but, but it's well, a, certainly was it, a light example. It's a light example, but it's a, it's also memorable. It is memorable. Yeah, so Everyone will remember it. Anyway, so, so the, I think that's an important part of what what this conversation uh, can head. Once we get past the the sort of psychological piece of denial, there's some real practical pieces to it as well. So that you you know that that it extends beyond the psyche of the woman or or the person who's going through the healing. Um, so why don't you why don't you tee that up a little bit? So um, going beyond that, as in how. Um, your relation, my relationship with you, perhaps, is that what you're getting at? Or my, or my relationship with our kids. I mean, I feel like, and I've said this before, so forgive me, folks, that, you know, once I told our children my story, I feel like our relationship changed. My relationship with them changed. Um, it was almost like, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was almost like a non-event to them. Yeah. You know, they didn't react like, oh, Mom, you're the worst person in the world. Instead, it was more like, I love you more today than I did yesterday. Yeah. You know, which is, is what a parent would say to a kid, right? Which yeah. was what, it's unconditional. And I never thought, I guess I never gave it any thought that my kids would have unconditional love for me. Yeah. You know, because I was walking around trying to be perfect, trying to be the perfect mom. I went back to college and got a 4.0. And, you know, I was trying to be all this stuff to be perfect in their eyes. And it was scary to tell them but when I told them, it was just like, yeah, so what? Hmm. Almost. You know, it, it, yeah. was so, it was so anticlimactic. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't disown me. Yeah, that's, that's what would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was, it, well, so I, I have, a, I, I have a, time for another analogy. It, it has nothing to do with clothing. <laughs> but, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm reading Return uh, of the Prodigal Son. Right, by Henry right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... 
And you know, I just love that book. It's my. It's one of the very few books I've read more than once. Correct. But one of the points he makes in there is, at some point, all of us are living one of those three roles. Right. You know, and and in that moment, you know, so here's the father who's magnanimous to the son who's run away, and here's the son who is who's humbled by the fact that his father actually still loves him, and right. here's the you know the older son who's kind of mad that his dad's given the the younger son all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, you were you were the younger son. I mean, when you told those when you told our kids about your abortion yeah. experience, you were the younger son, and they were the father. Yeah, it, it's really an amazing sort of. Huh. Uh, yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's something that um, that's why I love that book so much is because you're just we migrate at different points of our lives. Uh, in, in any one of those three roles, we can be in any one of those three roles at sure. any time. And each one has its own learning and each one has its own sort of uh, journey, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but forgive me for interrupting, but go yeah. ahead. Um, so I guess we were talking about, started out talking about denial and kind of how that manifests um, an avoidance, you know, it goes in there, but um I have had a conversation with someone who is in, you know, our healing ministry and um, she doesn't have any children um, and never had a child after her abortion. So it was funny, not funny, but it was just so beautiful because she had just a month ago had realized, I mean, she's been in, She's been in in healing program for a long time. Um, she's a mentor to a lot of other women, and she just realized that she had her denial had manifested not in herself never being a mother. I mean, she 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 was a mother, but you know, I mean, she never had children after abortion, and how that her denial denied her husband the opportunity of being a father. And it was very, it was an, a very emotional thing to hear because she had denied that, even that thought for so long that when, you know, she, she was finally ready to face it, I guess is my point that, you know, denial kind of comes it's revealed to you kind of when you can handle it. And at this point in her life, she's not childbearing years anymore. And so at this point in her life, she can, she can look at it with, with clarity and, and, and give herself some grace because, you know, she never, she, she didn't look at it. And it was just, it was very interesting to me and I, I wanted to share that because, you know, denial on the Kubler-Ross scale in the abortion experience doesn't go away. I'm, I mean, it does, but it can stick with you for so long. And it, and it has such a ripple effect to your relationships with your family, your spouse, your children, if you have children, friends with God. It really, it's amazing how denial can 
keep you um, just kind of in pain. You're just enslaved by it almost. Yeah, yeah. right. And it's, um, what is that? Um, Bishop Campbell, I heard him talk on Catholic radio. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but he said, you know, describing sin and the devil is um, before you sin, the devil is your friend. He's right there with you, man. Do it, do it, right? And then after you sin, he like shames you and ridicules you. And and it just puts you in a place of, of denial. And, you know, it, it's all working inside your head, but it sure puts you in a place where you don't know where to go. I mean, nobody know. I mean, because nobody talks about, hey, let's talk about abortion experience. Where do I go for healing for that? So anyway, I'm rambling on. No, I I, I uh, just want the listening audience to know that they're listening to St. Gabriel Radio and you're listening to Triumph. This is a show uh, about God's love and, and some some of the human hurts we go through and the forgiveness and mercy of God and those with those who have an abortion experience. I'm Tim Welsh, and we're talking with, uh, as usual, Joe and I are just having a conversation about our mm-hmm. abortion experience and about what we've learned in the along the path of healing. Yes. Uh, and I think that's a really good point. I mean, you, you, you kind of, you know, it, it's kind of the devil is kind of like the Bart Simpson thing. He talks somebody into doing something, then walks back and says, you can't prove, I, you know, it, right. it, it sort right. of points out and say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, right. We, we right. didn't mean that. Right. Yeah. Well, and and <clears throat> I heard this um, somewhere, too. I um, don't know where, but um, the fact that the devil targets women. Mm. The devil is targeting women because we bring life yeah and he hates love so life is love and you know once you're once you've made the decision and you have gone through an abortion there is hope and mercy and love yeah and it really um it really is a beautiful place to be and to 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 work through just maybe things that you've denied yourself and your family and and uh, everyone it really and even denied yourself more because you know God made us for a purpose, and you know he's waiting around <laughs> for us to say, "Hey, okay, all right, I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready now you know we know a, we know an individual um uh, in our journey through the the healing process as well, we met her that that her parents were celebrating their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Is that right? Fiftieth or some wedding anniversary? Yeah, I yeah, I don't remember. And they kind of took the trip of a lifetime. They they went out to Arizona or something. I, I they forget. went out west. They went out west someplace. They took this trip that they've always wanted to take, and they walked out of the restaurant on their anniversary, and both of them got hit by a car and killed. Mm-hmm. At the same time, mm-hmm. and you know, you 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 talk about working through that grief cycle. Ultimately, she will get. She and her family deserve our prayers, by the way. But she and her family will get to an acceptance point. But mm-hmm. that first, that 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 first, I know we talked with her shortly after that it happened. I mean, within a month, mm-hmm. and it was. 
you just can't believe it. Right. And and you just there there's all kinds of confusion and shock and and fear about your right. own life even, you know. Right. And and you start thinking, golly, I could get hit by a car today myself, you right. know, and you, all those things go through your psyche and 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 then, you know, then you traverse into the anger part of the Kubler-Ross thing and all the way th- all the way through the steps of Kubler-Ross, the grief cycle uh, that that we know exists. And but, you know, she will ultimately get past that denial thing mm-hmm. with with her grief of her parents. Well, and I think and. You know, maybe I, I can't speak for her, but for me, you know, with I didn't talk about my experience publicly um, or, you know, told our children out until after both of my parents were gone. And and both of mine. Right. But it. The reality comes that. My mom and dad now know. Yeah, that's what I was just going to. They know. They've already met our son. And, you know, the jig is up now. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel is, is up there with them. Yeah, so I don't have to worry about not telling them because they were already greeted by him. That's that's kind of a. I, I I have two questions about that. One one is, do you think that that whole not telling anybody until they're gone? Do you think that's coincidence, or, or do you think that's just the revelation of of uh, oh I don't of but, God's plan? Yeah, uh, it probably well. I, I don't know if there are coincidences, but you know I wasn't strong enough to um to tell them before they passed yeah i i just i wasn't in a place and you know everybody has a journey and not everybody chooses to tell their children or you know every nobody chooses to go out and talk to 400 people about it either you know everybody has or be on the radio or on be on the radio (laughs) and talk to thousands and hundreds of thousands of people um millions um, the millions of listeners of St. Gabriel Radio. That's right. 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 So, you Overseas. know, not everybody has that same, you know, not everybody has that desire. And it's not that I have a desire, but I, um, not everybody has that in their path. And um, so thank you for pushing me out here on the radio. <laughs> well, it's been my pleasure. And uh, the, the, only, the only question I, I guess I have with that is that w- at some level, were you afraid of the reaction of, either your parents or mine oh absolutely yeah i mean it it meant it it there was a there was a fear factor in that whole thing i mean oh yeah yeah you never know just like with the kids i didn't know how they were going to react but i know they would have all reacted with love and kindness to me i know they would but at the time you know the devil's in there telling me i'm the worst person so you know we get we get we get blinded and kind of blindsided by that that devil that thinks he's our friend, and he is not. Yeah, and to to dovetail on something that you said earlier, um, I think you've you've heard me say this before that I don't I don't think the devil cares about what we care about. 
I mean, I, I, you know, we, we always say, oh, the devil's, you know, trying to get more people to have an abortion. Nah, not really. Or the devil's trying to, to do one thing or another. I, I really believe, as you said correctly, in my opinion, that the devil just is against love because he is against God and mm-hmm. God is love. Yeah. And, and he doesn't really care about abortion except that it, gets in the way of the love of a mother and an offspring. Yeah. Right? I mean, Mm -hmm. he doesn't really care about a so-called same-sex marriage, except that it gets in the way of true love, of the marital, uh, conjugal love between a man and a woman. He doesn't really care about pornography, except that it just is a means to make people not love the beauty of woman uh, for its own sake. Well, you know, and to ultimately and, love God. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, you you read something to me not very long ago. This is way off the topic, but that that uh, modesty in women's dress is is allows people to see the real woman. You know, they're not distracted by anything other than just her, mm-hmm. just her person, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's why modesty is so important with, with the way women dress, but... You know, the big thing, <clears throat> I think if I had to take away anything from our conversation is, you know, we've got all these things that we've been through in the United States in the last year or thereabouts. And it's, I said the last show, it's just exhausting to be an American right now. It's absolutely exhausting. And, but, you know, there's, you you may think, you know, gosh, if this candidate had gotten elected or if that candidate had gotten elected or whatever, that we, you know, the world's going to come to an end. Well, right. it's not going to come to an end. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to come to an end just because of a pandemic or because of of a Supreme Court justice or any kind of electoral things or anything of the sort. It's going to come to an end when God decides it needs to come to an end. Right. right. I mean, it's not. It, this is not, uh, and the end of the world did not happen when you had your abortion, even though you felt it did. Right. It was just a chapter. It was not just a chapter story. and not the whole book. You're right. right. That's a very good way of putting it. So thanks for listening to us on, on Triumph. This is a, a show we've been doing for a little more than a, almost a year, I guess, at, yeah, uh, a year. on, on uh, St. Gabriel Radio. If you are, or anybody you know are experiencing any kind of stress um, indications from a previous abortion experience, please call Bethesda Healing Ministry at 614-309-0157. There is somebody who loves you, who's waiting to talk to you. God bless all of you. Thanks for joining us. Then he sank to you.